Welcome back to Beyond the Gate, our Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Meg. And today we're talking about episode 23, Girl on the Battlefield. Yes. And in this episode, cooperation between Mustang's Cabal and Ling Yao's band leads to the capture of Homunculus. Unfortunately, their actions also capture the eye of the Homunculus hiding atop the military's ranks. What's a Cabal? I think that's just like... Let me go to the dictionary, but I think that's just like a, another word a group or group. Or... I'm pretty sure. Let me see. They're very flowery with these. Yeah. Whoever wrote this one was was feeling fancy. <laughs> okay. The first definition is. Oh, okay. I like it. The contrived schemes of a group of persons secretly united in a plot as nice. to overturn a government. Ooh, so it's very specific. I yeah. Like that. Okay. But anyway, sorry, I really had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but this episode covers manga chapter 47, A Girl in the Grip of Battles Past and Present, and chapter 48, A Promise Made by Those Who Wait. Let's just jump right in. We don't have anything extra to talk about this week. Um. So episode starts very, very... Um, exciting. There's a big explosion, and we see Ling jump out a window, the window with Lanfan. Gluttony and the Fear are following. Decide to go after them. They want to. They want to um take them down, because I assume well one because they're just annoying, but also now they know that the Fear is a monkey or they 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 suspect that he is. Ed is. With Rin- Winry still, and it's super. I think it's cute. He's put her. He's put his coat on her, and still like, still like comforting her. But then, um, he has to get back and help Al. So he tells the MP to keep her safe, and he runs off. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to, cut to. I know it's really sad. She's like, leaving me again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to Mustang and Hawkeye. And they're still um, listening to everything that's going on. And Mustang says it's, it's time to time to go help them. And so he sends Hawkeye to back them up um, and tells her that they're going to meet in a in a vacant vacant house um, outside of town. And Hawkeye puts on puts on a disguise. Honestly, it's yeah. like well, she hasn't put it on yet, but she grabs the she yeah, grabs yeah, yeah. the She's things. Put on. Yeah, um, it's not not the most impressive disguise, in my opinion, but I think it does the trick. And it's funny because so she puts on like a lab coat, and then also she puts on glasses. And in the manga, it just briefly mentions that they're that they're Fury's glasses. She's like, "Oh, he left his spare glasses here. I'm just gonna put them on. Let's borrow them." <laughs> But as she's leaving, um, she tells Mustang very sternly not to enter the fight. And he's like, okay. I know, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's cute, though. He's got a smile on his face when she's, like, berating him. He's like, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I get it. It's kind of like, all right, mom, leave me alone. <laughs> um, Then we go back to... Gluttony and the Fear chasing Ling, and while while Ling is running from them, Lanfan wakes up and she figures out what's happening and realizes that her arm is useless. Um, and 
she is useless to Ling and she tells tells him to leave her behind. But he kind of gives her the the same speech that he gave gave the Fuhrer um, and refuses to do that. Yeah, and her arm, uh, her left arm is kind of, it's the one the Fuhrer injured. It's just like dangling while mm-hmm. uh, Ling is carrying her and she can't, I don't think she can move it either. And so she realizes that she can't fight and she she's too injured to to help him. And then we see Alan Alan's car fighting. Um Al is I think he's holding his own. Um he makes another like very giant hand and like I don't know, I thought it I thought it was very cool. He tries to crush Scar with it. Um <laughs> very good animation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I re- I really love loved uh, loved watching this this fight. Um, and while they're fighting, Scar realizes that Al is empty. Well, okay, that doesn't wait. That just occurs to me that doesn't make sense because I thought he, he destroyed destroys... his armor before. Yeah, he did. Uh... But in yeah, so in the I guess I realize in the anime they make it sound like he's just realizing this because he's like, um, your armor oh, is hollow, like, aren't it? Aren't you yeah, uh... hollow inside? But like. In the manga, he says something slightly different that makes it sound like he um, he did know already. Says so it more like a, a "you're hollow" in their like statement rather than it. It seems like it's worth yeah. like a question in the anime. Yeah, it might not be what they intended, but it seems like he's figuring yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'd yeah, have to maybe listen, yeah, might... I'd have to listen to him deliver the line again. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a just a either a mistake or just a misinterpretation on our part but and then he once he says like oh you're empty he's like how can you believe in alchemy or use alchemy when this is what alchemy has done to you and al is i don't know i really like what he says he's like to regret my body is to turn my back on alchemy and my brother who put me in my who sacrificed him himself to uh to save me yeah and while they're while they're having this conversation ed comes to help he like does like a flying kick and at least in the at least in the manga he's like oh i actually got him um (laughs) (laughs) nice and he tells he tells ed tells al that he made winry cry again and al's like brother no (laughs) why'd you do that um i personally don't think that it's his fault but no but he um, (laughs) he made a slip and mentioned that scar killed her parents and that's what started yeah yeah that's true that's true while they're fighting um gluttony appears and he attacks scar and scar like i think it destroys him with his uh or destroys his head at least yeah he he like grabs his head and his insides yeah. explode so yeah oh yeah yeah that's oozes out of his eye sockets and his oh, mouth oh yeah that was really Ugh. gross yeah um and then like it starts like cutting between um them fighting with gluttony and um the fear chasing after ling and there's like I, I got him like there's no turning there's no there's nowhere to to go um and then also ed's and now they're like, where's Ling? Like he said he would help us. Um and we see the fear catch up to Ling and we see Lanfan's arm. Um he's like, Oh, I've got him. And then right 
at the same moment, Ling jumps out of the grate um, where with Ed and where Ed and Alan Scar are fighting, and he throws a grenade inside Gluttony, and he's like, "Get everybody, get down!" And Gluttony um, like explodes. Um, it's That's super nasty. funny. Yeah, it, it's funny in in the manga. Like the Gluttony's like, I think bottom teeth fall like in front of Ed yeah. and he's like ooh ew gross <laughs> um and then as Gluttony Gluttony's body starts to reform Lang is like Ed give me I need some um I need some a cable some, some, some metal cable things. and he like as Gluttony's body is reforming he ties him up like then Gluttony's stuck and yeah, he's regenerating honestly, and yeah he as he's regenerating and growing the cable stopping him from from moving mm-hmm. yeah yeah honestly that that whole scene was like chef's kiss. i mentioned so this amazing our, okay i mentioned this in our bonus yeah, episode I... the crushes episode but so when ling pops out of the grate he doesn't have his coat on like usual so he's bare chested and he has his sword in his mouth and i remember the first time we watched this like we we didn't have character crushes on anybody in the show and i'm not saying i have a character crush on ling but when i saw him with that intense look and he opened his eyes and i was like oh boy oh boy i don't i don't want to have a crush on the show but oh man <laughs> yeah yeah there was a different there was definitely a moment where i was like wow <laughs> that was so impressive he became more than just the comic relief yep yeah He's also like super strong. He's like yeah. literally tying up Gluttony with the metal cable, and and he's also smart too. He, as we kind of start established in the last episode, he's he's yeah. he's he's good at thinking. Um, like during during battle, uh, yeah. And then so we saw Ling do this, and then we cut back to the Fuhrer, and he was tricked. Um, we see Lan Fan's arm, but it is not connected to her body. It's been, well, it's kind of gross, but it's been tied to a dog. That poor dog. So like, poor dog. Um, and then we see Lan Fan in the sewers. Um, she and cut her arm off herself. That's, her yeah, knife. that was like so, that's just so hardcore. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the fear is like, well played. Um, that seemed like a clean cut too. Like I didn't see any any bone jutting out. That would be so hard to do on yourself. Get the right yeah. angle. Okay, we're not gonna get into that. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, anyway, I don't know if it'd be possible to do to do such a clean cut um, on yourself. <laughs> anyway, after Gluttony's been captured, Hawkeye arrives, and well, this a stranger disguise this. This blonde woman in a in a lab coat and glasses arrives. Um, very obviously Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, and she shoots Scar in the leg, and Ling throws Gluttony in the car and hops in. And Ed and Al are don't go with them. Um, but they realize right away who she is. Um and she tells them not to say anything because the MPs are like right there. Yeah, and, and they need to stay behind so that they can fight Scar some more. Yep, yep. And so they start to do that, but then um May arrives, she kicks Ed and Al, um, totally surprising them. And 
she sees that she and Scar are outnumbered and she throws her, they're not, uh, I don't know, like knives, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, they, they might be. They look similar to what Long yeah, they look, had. Yeah. And then she uses her alchemy to, like, cause an explosion and they're able to escape. Also, how many knives does she have? Because, like, each time she does alcohistory, she throws the knives a fair distance away. I don't think she goes and collects them after each use. I don't know. They look pretty thin, so she can probably carry a lot of them, I would (laughs) guess. Maybe that's why she wears, like, that baggy scarf kind of thing on her clothes. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. And uh, there's a funny moment in the manga after uh, May rescues Scar. She's like, um... To, to Ed and Al, what do you think you're doing to the man who saved my life, you tiny little man? And Ed screams back, what did you say, you tiny little girl? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was it was funny. And there's like a similar moment like that um, in the anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see Ling and Hawkeye, they're driving away. Um, and Ling is like, oh, I gotta go back and get my friend. She's, she's really injured. And at first Hawkeye says no, but then she, she's secretly a softie and she gives in and, and they go oh, to, yeah. they go to get Lan Fan. Um, I think she can hear the desperation in his voice. He's like, mm-hmm. I left my friend there. I promised her I'd go get her. She could be dying, please. And yeah. Hawkeye, she does not have a heart of stone. She, of course, turns around. Yes. Yes. And the Fuhrer sees them and he recognizes Hawkeye. And he he's kind of annoyed by Mustang. He calls him. He's like, oh, that upstart. Um, <laughs> so not good for Mustang. Yeah. Meanwhile, May is healing Scar. Um, yeah. Uh, using alcohistry again. More knives. Um, but in the manga, she actually explains a little bit how her alcohistry works. So... Uh, I know we've gotten the basic rundown, and she said before a little bit about it, but um, she's talking specifically about healing in this part of the manga, and she explains that she can't repair a certain area where the flow of power has stopped, which means, like, she can't grow a limb back that's been lost and things like that. So Mm -hmm. there is a limit to what her powers can do. Yep. And while she's doing that, Scar is remembering Winry's face as she's pointing the gun at him. And he's like, is that what my face looks like every time I um I go out, I kill someone or go after people after the alchemists. Um and he s- starts to realize that it's true that hatred only breeds more hatred and there might never be an end to this cycle. Hey, when he was important, like this to change Scar's attitude is a big deal. And mm-hmm. I know I there's something she said in this episode where she's like why is the only thing i can do wait like why am i always waiting like oh, you're you're doing stuff when you don't realize it though you're making an impact yeah yeah that's true she's honestly she's just like a solid rock in this in this show because like there's been other episodes where and now have really been down or struggling and she she talks to them and yeah. inspires them to keep going and they also inspire her to keep going it's it's right it's, it's the cycle of love <laughs> yes <laughs> but also yeah it's also to the point that you don't have to be always active in a story to be important to it 
Yeah, that's true. You also don't have to like, you know, have an amazing, be an alchemist and be a super strong fighter. Like you can still, still be awesome without mm-hmm. those skills. Anyways, May can't find Zhao Mei. Um, like where, where is, where'd she go? And then we see that Ed and Al have your panda. Um, and of course it was Al who rescued her from the, from the battle. And Ed is like totally fed up. Like, we don't have time for this. Like, you got to get, get rid of that thing. Like first, first stray cats and now this. And Al's like, oh, but it's so cute. And I had to save it. Um, How many animals can you fit into that armor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and <laughs> so Xiaomei, she's so cute. But um, like when when I was like, don't worry, I'll take care of you. She bites his finger and he's just so happy. Like, oh, it's all right. You're safe now. And, you know, it doesn't hurt him, obviously. So Xiaomei and, and the manga and the, the anime, she she realizes that Al's at the top of the food chain. But... <laughs> It's the graphic... top, of, top of the list of the people that she loves. No, no, Sorry. top of the food chain. Like, she can't defeat him. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, so, um, in, in the manga, the, the, um, food chain is represented by like a food pyramid. So Al's at the top, and the next level down is her and May, and then the level after that is Scar, and then comes like amoebas, and at the very bottom is Ed and Yoki. <laughs> Doesn't have a high opinion of Ed. No. I mean, she does, like, bite him, and then he's like, ow! Like, yeah. You know, but... Uh, but um, yeah, so Al's got a new little friend, and he puts her in his armor to keep her safe. Yep, yep. But he just cute. drops her in there. What does she do, like, sink to the bottom of his foot? <laughs> Probably. He Unless there's, like... There he's might like be, like... Tall. That's true. There also there might be like a part of his armor where she can just snuggle in. Um, maybe, I yeah. I don't know. Ed and Al are, are on their way to see Winry. Um, and she is with the the Fuhrer. <laughs> I guess we'll bring this up now since I wrote it down. But there's like they're having tea or coffee, and there's like their cups are like normal size, but then like right next to the Fuhrer's cup, there's like the tiniest little like it's like a creamer cup yeah (laughs) it's like the tiniest thing ever and it's like what how like what is the purpose of that like it doesn't make any sense and and I think the meme is like what is that that's Ed's cup you idiot yeah (laughs) we'll we'll share it um (laughs) on on our Instagram but it's just super funny and I was like why does he have that and I think you said that in the manga, it's not there, right? It's not in the manga, no. <laughs> they just added it in the anime. Just for they're giggles. Like, hmm, they need creamer. And then they're like, they don't need that much, though. So make it make a tiny cup, I guess. To be fair, that's what creamer, creamer cups are, like, that tiny. Except they come with tea sets. And they look a little fancier than that. And you don't use them for gigantic mugs. You use them for delicate teacups. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but as once when Ed and Ed and Al arrive, the fear leaves, and he he calls Winry their their honest friend, um, which has which has um, Ed concerned, um, like what did what did she say to him? But I don't think that they even 
I don't think they even ask. But in, in the manga, they they do. And she's like, oh, just, you know, about our childhood. Or, like, we just chatted about stuff, like, normal stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, But then Ed tells Winry what happened to her parents. And as they're heading back to the hotel, um, she says... She's just thinking, like, that same thing again. Like, waiting is all is all I can do. Um, It's kind of, it's in the in the manga, she says, instead she says, waiting is, is hard and scary. Which I think I, I don't know, I like that better. And I, I agree as with a, both. Yeah. And, and as a person who likes to just fix things rather than wait, like, same. totally agree. Like, waiting is, is hard. And it's a skill. Honestly, I feel like it's a kind of a skill that you have to learn. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't come naturally. Patience does does not come naturally to no. me. I know that for sure. No. <laughs> Anyways, they, they arrive at the hotel and, and as they get there, there's a phone call for Winry and it's so sweet. Like everyone wants Winry back in Rush Valley. They're like, When are you coming back? Like we need you to fix our automail. Mm. Um In the anime she says, I'll be home soon. That was mm-hmm. really nice. But also, in the manga, I i mean, I'm a little disappointed this isn't in the anime, but they just didn't have time. Um, But Winry's feelings in the manga are juxtaposed with Havoc. So he's still recovering in the hospital, but he's trying to stay strong so he can catch up to his comrades. Um, And he and Winry both say a line, like, in unison at, at different times, but it's... um. But everyone's waiting for me, so with everyone's help, I'll pull through. And those are two characters I wouldn't think would be compared to each other, but I'm so glad they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too in the manga. Uh, Winry leaves for Rush Valley. Um, Ed and Al are saying goodbye to her at the train station, and um, it's, a very, it's a very sweet goodbye. Um, she tells them um, no dying, and um, Ed... Also makes makes a promise to her that he's not he's not gonna the next time um she cries she he makes her cry it'll be tears tears of joy and as the train pulls away she starts having flashbacks of like Ed and she realizes that she's been falling for him which we were like me and Megan I feel like at this when the first time we watched it at this point we were like yeah but, <laughs> but it was also like, yeah <laughs> she's realizing it <laughs> it's also yeah. a more gradual uh you know realization to her of mm-hmm. which you know some shows just push it like too fast and it's yeah. also nice because she actually says it like she actually acknowledges it in her head and a lot of times the audience is left to be like will they won't they like mm-hmm. Oh, please. We already know she likes him. <laughs> yeah. It's also, this scene is also kind of funny, too, because as Ed, in the manga, after Ed makes his um big, his his uh, big declaration, um, Al is like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, And then you see Ed, like, kick him. Um, yeah. So and if you're wondering what that conversation was in the anime, there you go, because yep. they don't voice over it. You just see them, like, shoving each other a little bit as they walk yeah, away yeah yep <laughs> very cute the whole thing is adorable it's just adorable mm-hmm. um 
And then we go back. We go back to the the more uh, the more serious stuff. Um, Mustang. He goes to visit um, Doctor Knox, which who is the coroner that that um, looked at or that identified Maria Ross. And he uh, he asks him for help with Lanfon. He he agrees. Kind of actually really sad. <laughs> kind of a sad moment because he's like, oh, I, I understand. Like if um if you don't want to come help because you have a family and stuff and he's like my wife divorced me I said he's like I can go it's like oh my gosh that's so sad and he also said it happened like right after Ishbal which leads me well not leads me to believe hints that like Ishbal is uh I don't know it caused it just it caused a lot of problems like not just just not just not not just politically but like just like in relationships between people because like I just I just think I Hearing him say that just makes me wonder, like, was it because of Ishbal? Like, you know, like, you know, I would guess that there was a lot of people who didn't agree with what the military was doing. Or was it because he was changed after the war? Because people too. come back with that PTSD also. and things. Mm-hmm. So it's just sad. Like, it has has consequences, not just not just politically, but just individually. Mm-hmm. They don't. You don't always think about that stuff. Um, anyway, he does. He agrees to help, and they go to the abandoned building that Mustang was talking about earlier. And he he takes care he, he takes care of Lanfan, and it see, it looks very painful. Uh, she's she's very clearly in pain, and Lang is like outside, listening, listening to it, and he's I think he's I think he's having a rough time. Yeah. Um, it's it's just sad, like, because I'm sure he feels like this my fault, you know, and he wasn't, and he says, like, you know, Ed's like, you know, are you okay? Like, I'm I'm sorry. Um, and he's like, this is, you know, I, I was expecting to make sacrifices when I, when I got here, but I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for this. He, he was, he was ready to make sacrifices for him. Personally, yeah. Personally, was... but not not um not for his friends he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't consider the collateral damage yeah yep which he is only 15 so yeah and then lanfan she she wakes up and it's i don't know it's very it's i like it because like everybody is like around her bed it's like oh you're awake you're all right um and ed is ed is super concerned for he's like are are you okay and she she tells him like I'm useless now. Um, and he's like, I need a new arm. And Ed, Ed knows, Ed knows an engineer. So I love it. He holds up his, his arms, like makes a fist. He's like, yeah, I know a great automobile engineer. Yep. So Lanfan's going to get a, get a automobile arm. Woohoo, automail. I mean, <laughs> she lost her arm, but yay, automail. Yeah. And then after, uh, I think it's Mustang Ling and, um, Ed and Al and, and Dr. Knox, they're all, they're all, all looking at gluttony and like, um, discussing, you know, what they're going to do with them. And Ling, Ling tells them that the Fuhrer was also there in the fight and that he saw his, his eye, um, under the patch and it had, and it's an Ouroboros mark. And they're like, what? He's, you know, homunculus. How can that be? Like, doesn't make sense because he's, he has a kid. But then they find out that Salim is adopted. Oh yeah, uh, going uh, backtrack a little though. 
the the reason why like him having a kid is such a shocker for homunculi is um they have no reproductive capabilities apparently so they may look human but they can't they can't reproduce yep yeah um and then everyone starts fighting over who gets gluttony because mustang wants to interrogate him and take his philosopher's stone to heal to heal um uh, gene and then ed and al need need him to get information about how to get their bodies back and ling wants to take him back to shang to figure out this immortality thing um mm-hmm. so everybody's like no you you know you, i need him you can't have him um but then gluttony realizes that mustang is there and mustang is less killer and he gets very upset and he I don't know exactly what happens, but somehow he breaks free and then we see like his stomach opening and there's we see this eye thing in it. And then there is a huge explosion and like an implosion. Yeah. Like a Uh, black hole kind of thing. Because everything disappears in like that big area. Like it just. That's uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was just, like, picturing what Hawkeye is seeing, and it looks more like things are, like, shooting out rather than... Mm. Anyway, then the episode ends. Ooh, <laughs> cliffhanger. So it start, it's the episode, as I noted earlier, the episode, I'm not, not earlier, when we were talking um, the other day, the episode starts within, starts and ends with, like, a big explosion. What's that um, quote? The world's uh, something started in a in a bang and ends in a whimper or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. So now that's done. We only have one voice actor note because um, I don't know. He's just like the only noteworthy one here, I guess. We'll save uh-huh. save others for later. But it's Doctor Knox, and he is played by our Bruce Elliott, who is uh, Dot Pixis from Attack on Titan. Uh, Doctor. Nako from One Piece and Captain Ginyu from Dragon Ball. And I don't watch any of those shows yet, so <laughs> maybe yeah. Attack on Titan someday. I will never <laughs> watch One Piece. I don't have that kind of time. And I will never watch Dragon Ball because there's too much screaming. <laughs> mm. I have watched I mean I do watch Attack on Titan. And that I character is is uh important, you said. Yes, he is. And I love that his first name is Dot. I had no idea. <laughs> his last name is Pixis, so not a very threatening name. No, no, but he's he's a good dude. Nice. Uh, so for name meaning, they I don't think they ever give his first name ever, and I couldn't find it on the wiki. So uh, we'll just go with his last name. Knox is from English origin, and it means from the small hill. All right. Um, one thing we wanted to talk about is Lan Fan's arm because she says it's useless and then just like cuts it off, um, to, to help, help them escape. And we, we were wondering if, even if like they hadn't done that, like would, would it have needed to be amputated anyway? Cause as Megan mentioned earlier, it's, it looked, uh, pretty limp and like, she might not have uh, been able to use it anyway. Uh, after. I think the nerves might have been severed, but oh man, it's really hard to say 
Because, you know, in the moment, if she couldn't use it, that doesn't necessarily mean that Mm -hmm. she wouldn't ever have been able to use it with proper care given to it. Yeah, I think it makes her sacrifice a little bit more epic if... If If she um, would have been able to still use it. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. And we'll go with that because it does, like, I don't know. It adds to the shock factor. Like, right. Yep. She did that. Um, um, oh, another thing we had, Ed had a short rant. Uh, who are you calling the puny little boy? And that's the, <laughs> that's the equivalent of the manga quote earlier. Like, who are you calling tiny little man? You tiny little girl. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, we also had homunculi deaths. So Gluttony died twice. We'll add that to the tracking. Mm-hmm. Animation expertise. Uh, not much to say except wow. Um, I'm always impressed, but, uh, Meg actually pointed this one out to me and she, she just said, Oh, this is really cool. But it's the point of view shot we get of, um, from Long Fong's point of view when she's being carried by Ling. It was pretty cool mm-hmm. to see the camera tracking along to her, her eyeline. Yeah. I liked that. And then also actually in that same scene, something that we wanted to talk about when, Lanfan is trying to convince Ling to leave to leave her behind. She says, "Sometimes someone must be left behind for the greater good." And we just wanted to to talk about that um, that idea briefly. Uh, Megan, what do you what do you think of that? I think that type of thinking is correct. However, it can be flawed because um, while sometimes that may be the case in other instances if you just try to find the harder solution the solution that Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like you can make it work you can avoid leaving somebody behind it's just a more difficult path to take yeah yeah i i would say i'm of the mind of you should do everything possible not to leave someone behind even if it is harder like here like they did do the harder thing. Lan Fan sacrificed her arm. Um, and I think that was, even though that was also really tough, that was the right decision because she's still alive. And I think that if she would have, she would have died, like that a crushling. I don't know if he would have been able to yeah. move on from that, especially without, um, oh my gosh, what's the other guy's name? Foo. Yeah, Foo, without Foo there. Um, I think yeah. it would have been even harder. And also it just like, it always really annoys me when they don't choose the harder path. Like the one thing that I always think of, we talked about this the other day um, when we were discussing this, but like in the first um, Captain America movie, when he, he like puts the plane in the water, like and it's like, it seems like there's like five other different options. And instead he's just like, no, I'm going to die. And like, like even like the most simple thing he could have done was just like, Give, given his coordinates to them so they could have come rescued him but yeah well whatever yeah. I'm, that, that movie's like 10 years old and i'm still like salty about that we can analyze that later yeah listener anyway. comments are appreciated <laughs> <laughs> yes on that yeah. on that totally um yeah <laughs> totally um, relevant to this story <laughs> kind of yeah but anyway, uh, story elements analysis just promises. Uh, remember when characters make promises, like Ed's promise to Winry in this one. Just mm-hmm. some. I mean, I feel like if a story goes out of its way to specifically 
have a character make a promise, it's going to come up later. And you have to remember and you have to pay attention. All right. That's the end of the episode. Uh, Megan, what was your favorite line? Uh, Mine came from Al when he was fighting Scar and Scar asked him, like, how can you still believe in alchemy when it's done terrible things to you? And he said, true, there are plenty of things about this body that are inconvenient, but it's nothing I can't live with. I don't need pity from anyone, least of all from you. And the way he said from you, just staying (laughs) in his voice, go Al. (laughs) I love when he gets sassy. Sassy Al is the best Al. Yep. And what was your favorite line? Um, mine was from Ed. It's when he makes his promise to to Winry. He's he says, "Next time I make you cry, I hope there'll be there'll be tears of joy." Okay. Right. Um. So, what was our moral of the episode? Um. Be willing to make sacrifices to achieve your goals. Yes, but don't and- cut off your arm, please, dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Auto mail is cool, but you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not quite as a automail here isn't quite as advanced, so nope. Um not yet. <laughs> yes. Um, and then who pushed the story forward in this episode? Ling and Longfawn did for capturing a homunculus and evading the Fuhrer, which was quite impressive. And then Hawkeye gets an honorable mention because she was the getaway driver. Yes. Alright. That's all we've got. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> Copyrighted. Oh, no. <laughs> Just cut it out. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Um, we will be back next week um, with the with the episode 24. Follow us on Instagram at Full Metal Beyond the Gate to see our memes. And also... DM us or email us with any questions or comments. And we will see you guys. We will be back next week. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.